0: Can you hear that? Listen, listen. You know what that is? That is the sound of Dan bringing notes to the podcast. That might be the first time in 62, 63 episodes you've ever heard me rustle my paperwork Imagine me in my oval office of a studio here, ruffling papers as I bring you uh, notes. So, by the way, this is the Edgy Conversations podcast, uh, uh, and I'm Dan uh delivering radical help for people who want it. And of course, this podcast episode is brought to you by the Edgy Conversations uh, Empire of Awesomeness group on Facebook, where great people take their greatness to the next level by connecting with other awesome people and um, that's where all my best stuff is. So look, I'm sponsoring it because it's just—it's just like if there was a Jello pit and you just scooped mounds of badassery into it and jumped in it. That's what the Edgy Empire of Awesomeness group would be. So go there and play, and I'll be there along shortly. Okay, let's jump in. Right, it's got my papers. So you hear me rustling. By the way, if you're editing my podcast, don't take the sound of me rustling papers out because I've got real papers and I never bring real papers, okay? So before my crack squad team starts getting all frantic about, oh, I have to take the sound of papers out. No. Can I seem important for once in my life? So I talked about it. So I, I, I took, you would be impressed because this shows my fucking dedication to my craft here. I spent three hours yesterday In my home's office, I started about 7.15 and I looked up and it was just at 10. Typing my notes from this conference last week into a Google Doc. And I did that for one reason. Sometimes you have something and you just don't want to lose it. And, And all jokes aside, this was one of those moments where I was just floored by the way it's the impetus for the upcoming event that we're going to be putting on here shortly but I wanted to talk a little bit more I fired off an email to uh, my buddy Jim Fortin new friend uh new relationship who who spoke one of the best speakers there and I've studied under uh T. Harv Eker who wrote the book The Millionaire Mindset uh I've I've studied under Tony Robbins several different courses um mind valley. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I a not a sucker cause it sucker sounds like you're being scammed. I, I I want to take my performance to the next level. And so one of the things that Jim really talked about, he, t- talking about stories and the stories that build your identity and the identity is then how you live your life. But one of the things he talks about, and I'll, I'll just share this on page, um, four of my notes, he talks about the pyramid of your results. And you've got your environment, right, which is kind of where you live right now, your environment, what you do. So if you go on seven vacations and if you have a yacht and if you have a home in the Hamptons or whatever, that's your environment. And that's something that other people can see and they're very envious of you. Now, what earns you your environment? What's your behavior? So people are like, ooh, I got to change my behavior. And by the way, the the Internet's full of courses and uh, information about how to change your behavior. Change your mindset. You know, do these five steps, and you automatically make bajillions billions of dollars, right? You know, that's that's behavior based um, changes, right? And you, right. And now, how do you change your behavior? Well, one step from that, down from that, is your capabilities. Ooh, now we think we're really smart because I sign up for a Tony Robbins class or T. Harvecker uh, Vash, uh uh you know um mind valley or something like that and i go oh wow i'm really sophisticated because i'm i'm taking my game to i'm getting new capabilities new skills but b- beneath those skills and capabilities i go one more level and what do i have i have beliefs oh now i'm still not at the core of my being from environment to behavior to capabilities to beliefs, because what creates beliefs? What creates the beliefs? The beliefs I have in my life, the beliefs you have in your life are created by the stories you tell yourself. The stories you tell yourself. Oh, I can't do that. Or I always struggle with that. Those are never easy for me. I'm not made to have money. God didn't put me on this earth to have fun. I always suffer, right? I'm, I'm supposed to suffer, right? Those are the stories we tell ourselves. Some healthy, many of them not so healthy. But where do those stories come from? And now, now we're at the core. This next level is the core. And the stories you tell yourself come from your identity. I was on the phone with someone on my team today who was, who's a rock star in every possible way. And she said to me, you know, for, uh, she said, I can't tell you how happy I am in this, in this position I am at the edgy empire. And uh, this person's amazing. So we're lucky to have them, but they feel lucky to be here. And she said to me, um, you know, uh, for a long time, I just thought of myself as a single mom and I didn't deserve to be happy. I was there to make sure my kids were happy. And for the first time in a long time, I'm really, really, really happy. And I think that's amazing. So her identity was, she was a single mom. And the connotation with that is my life's going to suck and I'm not going to be happy. And it's just, well, I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to have enough willpower and guts to just kind of like keep pushing through. And so her identity... Uh, led to her story, she told herself, which led to her beliefs, which led to her capabilities, which led to her behavior, which led to her standard of living or her, uh, you might call it her environment. So, where does all of this come from? Right? Why, you know, okay, I don't think many of you are going to disagree with me on the model I just gave you, the pyramid of results, where your environment. You know, stems at the what everyone else sees comes from this identity that you have. By the way, think about the identities you have right now. Maybe you have never thought about that. So, can I can I share some of my identities? One, um, I'm a runner. At a very basic level, I identify as a runner. So, coming home, I just I I, I just was out and about with the family. My boys wanted to go shooting guns, and so I was going to take them to the to the, to the the shooting range. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out tonight, but on the way home, everyone was hungry, so we stopped by the Chinese place to have dinner. Of course, I associate, uh, um, I guess I could associate as a gun owner. I don't associate as part of like the NRA, but nothing wrong with it, by the way. I just, I don't, I'm not that hardcore. Uh, I just, I have a gun. I have several guns. And so, um, you know, I, I guess I associate as a gun owner. Um, another identity is a runner. But after having dinner tonight on the way home, I didn't stop at the gas station to pick up cigarettes. Can you tell me why? You're thinking, dude, you're weaving three stories together. I'm all confused. Why didn't I stop at the store to get cigarettes after leaving the Chinese restaurant to drive home? Why? Why? It's quite simple. I'm not a smoker. I'm not a smoker. This is a great example that Jim gave in the presentation. It's not my own. It's his. It's great. It's great. I'm not a smoker. My identity is not, I'm someone who smokes. So guess what I don't do? I don't buy cigarettes because I don't smoke cigarettes because my identity is not as a smoker. Can can I flip this really, really fucking quickly over to money? Because some of you are struggling heading into the holiday season. You're struggling, thinking about 2018. Some of you have an identity that is flawed about money. You want money. You need money. You're in debt. You're struggling, you're trying to put all the pieces together, but your identity says, I'm not supposed to have money. Maybe it's a religious belief. Jesus wants me to suffer, so so. but then meanwhile, you're struggling to pay your bills. You don't, Your identity says, I'm not supposed to have money, but your outward manifestation is, I need more money, I need more money, and you can't figure out why you're not able to make more money. It's because your core identity, right? Your core, the core you is saying, I don't deserve money, I don't know how to make money, um, and I, 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 don't, uh, I don't deserve it. And yet your actions uh, keep tripping you up. You come full circle. You make a little bit, you lose it. You make a little bit, you lose it. You're like, why does this keep happening to me? It's because your identity is flawed. You don't identify as a wealthy person. You don't have to be wealthy already to have an identity that says, I'm going to be wealthy. By the way, there's nothing wrong with being wealthy. I hear people say, "Oh, well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, you know, I'd be all stuck up." Really? Are you stuck up now? So why would you be stuck up later? We have some really stupid ideas about um, money. You know, oh well, all rich people are assholes. Really? You know anybody who's rich? Are they all assholes? Probably not, right? And and in fact, you 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 probably should be grateful because they might donate the money for your kids uniforms at school, and they might be the person who pays for all those nice things that you uh, want and enjoy. I was actually coming on to talk about something. Well, we've got time, so let let me jump into it. So the idea of identity is important, and here's why. (sighs) Many times when I speak with individuals, leaders, groups, associations, companies, I'd be honest, the audience doesn't matter so much. The one thing I have to confront almost Right up front is what I call models of performance. And here's what I mean by it. There's two kind of models of performance. There's obviously a right model and there's a wrong model. And in between, there's probably a 100 gray models of performance. But the wrong model of performance, which you you may actually have been thinking about, says... If I have something, I can do something, I can be something, right? You may have said this. Oh, well, if I have, let's go back to money again, because that's probably the most popular thought process. If I have money, I can do things that I enjoy and I can be happy. If I have someone who loves me, I can do a relationship and be less lonely and unfortunately those who live in the have do be model struggle endlessly forever and always because it is a downward spiral of unperformance you don't have so that you can do so that ultimately you can be And if you're already five steps ahead of me, let me confirm your brilliance already. The right model is the exact opposite. Be, do, have. I'm going to be happy, so I'm going to do things that I love, which means I will have money. Be, do, have. Be, do, have. Be, do, have. If you have a piece of paper, or if you're at the gym, stop and write that down. Because if you're at the gym lifting weights, you probably don't have time, or if you're running, you probably don't have time to do it. But when you get back, take a second and write that down. Be, do, have. We are we are things so that we can do things. So we can have things. Right? You're not called a, you know, a human doing. You're called a human being. Because first, you must be so that you can do, so that you can have. And this is an important distinction. Look, I have to tell you, this is where a lot of us go wrong, me included, is that I think, oh, I have to have the perfect answer. Talk to my team. Talk to Matt. He's a grand poobah who edits this podcast and oversees a lot of the empire. I have to have it right before we get started. No, I don't. This is something I'm working through. I don't have to have it perfect before I can do something so that I can be incredible. That's just not it. I can rather be incredible and we're going to do some things so that we can have success. That's the r- we're going to be quick. We're going to be spontaneous. We're going to be someone who listens to you so that we can have the right programs, do the right programs, do the right courses, do the right events, do the right things so that we can have fulfillment so that we can have money, so that we can have a place in this ecosystem, right? Be, do, have. So think about that. Who would you need to be? Ooh, oh, this is a great question. Thank you. <laughs> this is a great question. Who would you need to be to have what you want? I'm assuming you know you're going to have to do something in the middle. But here's the question. Who do you need to be to have what you want in life you're not going to have it you're not going to have that unless you're already the type of person whose identity matches that goal all right guys i'm going to come back with more lessons more insights more power from my event you can see i've still got my oh i'm smashing my microphone now i've got the paper still here you know you can hear all my papers. You can see that I I have taken notes. I'm taking this podcast to the next level. Listen, stay tuned for an incredible event that's about ready to happen, um, brought to you by the amazing uh, uh, Edgy Empire of Awesomeness group and Facebook. I, I believe my chief of staff, my team, pitched me today. We're going to call it awesome palooza and uh, of course uh, th- this was the very very first edition of awesome palooza built for you by you from me and my team it's a love letter a love gift Uh, from us to you I I gotta tell you we love being around you Uh, we love hanging with you and we are gonna put together some events this being the first that we're gonna have a ton of fun and we're gonna hit 2018 right in the mouth before it starts take the year running I'm excited and and I can't wait to tell you more about Awesome Palooza. so listen uh, go be awesome stay edgy and I will see you right back here on the next episode